Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Warrior Woman, uh, brought to you by Fine Lines with Lauren. Today, I have another Lauren (laughs) who I have on with me, and I know I'm kind of talking a little fast because I'm so anxious to cut to the chase and get talking with this girl. First of all, um, our names we have in common. So she's Lauren Marie and I'm Lauren Marie, which is always fun on Facebook posts. (laughs) I'm sure we confuse all of our mutual friends. I know. Sometimes I see that and I'm like, did I comment on that? I don't remember saying anything, but it was the other Lauren Marie. Yes. So again, um, this Lauren is someone else who we've just met today, but I have known about her for a long time, not just because of our names, but because she happens to be another friend of my husband Ryan's, who I feel like without Ryan, I wouldn't be recording this podcast because he knows so many amazing people. So thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Yes. (laughs) So two reasons you're here today. Number one. I want to talk about, you've made a big announcement recently. You are pregnant with... Yes, twins. twins. (laughs) (laughs) So I have two kids, but not at the same time. So congratulations to you on that one. I'm sure that's like a lot of emotion going on and stuff. Oh, yeah. How did you feel when you first found out? Um, Completely shocked. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I can imagine. It's shocking to find out you're having one, let alone two. Yeah, exactly. Almost fell off the ultrasound table. Yeah. It's just, I think it's amazing. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll figure it out. I'll wing it like everything else. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> what can you do? That's right. Yeah. You know what? Get it over with, right? <laughs> just have <laughs> two, two of them, two for one. That's right. Um, so many people, I feel like there's people out there that either would love to have twins or there's people that are like, oh my gosh, no. And then there's people that are like, I'm going to embrace this and yeah. it's going to be great. I had never really entertained the idea. Do I they run in your family? Yes, and okay. I had forgotten about that. My, oh my gosh. My maternal grandmother has twin sisters. Okay. So yeah. So it's from your side. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the science of that. I know someone's told me before how it works, but I can't remember if the husband has it on his side, if it's possible still, or if it has to just be on, on the girl's yeah. side. I don't remember. From so, what I've read, it's on the mother's side. Okay, but makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But then there's identical that can happen randomly too. So, so I was just going to ask you, do you know if they're going to be like, um, are they identical? Are they going to be, was it split from the same? I don't think there's any way to tell unless you get them tested after they're born. Okay. It's looking like they're fraternal because okay. they're in their own gestational sac and they have their own placenta. Oh, cool. Um, but I think there's like a 30% chance if the egg splits within the first like one to three days mm-hmm. that it could they could be identical to. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I'm learning so much. I know. <laughs> so tell me about you go in, you're ready for your ultrasound, mm-hmm. and how did they tell you? It was like immediately she flicked on the monitor and she was like, oh, there's two and they both have heartbeats. And everyone, I said, wait, how do you already know they both have heartbeats? She goes, I checked that right away. Oh my gosh. I was just like, I was silent most of the time just that trying so to cool. process it. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so crazy. And you know, it's funny because that early, I know they can't hear it, but you can see you know, the fluttering. The yeah. So that must've been what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So that's exciting. So amazing. did you guys know that you wanted to have kids? Was this planned or was this like, I have always been kind of conflicted about it because of some health issues. Um, I finally think I got to a point where I was no longer so focused on the fear of it and mm-hmm. just said, well, there's a lot of hope too. So absolutely. I, yeah. I just said, uh, uh, okay, let's try. Mm-hmm. And that was it. 
Well, that's awesome. You know what? And that's the perfect segue for one of the other reasons that I really wanted to have you here today because you have been diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, correct? Yes, I have. And how old were you? I was 24. Wow. When I was properly diagnosed, which is pretty old to, to be diagnosed. Out. Yes. So tell me about like your childhood and when did you first maybe start figuring that something was going on and, and tell me about what you went through medically to get to that 24-year-old diagnosis. So my childhood was pretty normal. Um, I think I had allergy issues and things like that, but nothing that would raise a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to high school, I started having some more things that seemed like maybe bronchitis. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had one point where it got bad enough that I was referred for a chest x-ray and they saw something on there, but they just said, oh, that's probably scarring from pneumonia or something. And they just kind of shrugged it off. Okay. So by the time I was in college, I was having migraines. Mm, yeah. I can, I can definitely relate to that. And um, they were having some strange things that went along with them. So they did some imaging and they found out my sinuses were really bad. Yeah. So from there I went to have my first sinus surgery and um, I think within a year or so I was back to square one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't responding that well. So then I was referred to a rhinologist over in St. Petersburg. Okay. And I had another surgery over there and mm-hmm. I was seeing him for about a year before he decided to test me for CF. Okay. He just was thinking outside the box that something wasn't responding right. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't really fit the mold of what, you know, CF looks like, like yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, he tested me for it and the genetic test came back that I had it. So, and that was, I was 24 by then. Okay. Now the surgeries that you were having, were they like sinus scrapes or were they, were they raising your sinuses? Um, they were actually opening them up going in and removing bone and opening some things that had Mm -hmm. um I guess gotten closed off and couldn't yeah and did you feel relief after your surgeries I did yeah but only temporarily right okay and then he went and so so it is genetic is it genetic yes okay and you have to get one gene from each parent okay Mm -hmm. this is very interesting because I don't know if you know this about Ryan but he um has um, a, something in his family called alpha-1, which is also a oh. lung disease. And the only way, again, that you can get that is you have to get the gene from both parents. So it's interesting for people to know this because right. it's something that you want to be cognizant of. If you do go for the testing, you would have to have gotten it from both parents. Mm-hmm. So when he diagnosed you, when, when you were younger, for let me rewind a little bit, were you active in sports and things like that? Did you ever notice anything there? Um, I wasn't really in any recreational sports. I was mm-hmm. always at the beach okay. and playing outside. You but know. even anything like that, like playing or swimming, did you ever notice anything there? Shortness did. of breath or anything? No, it okay. was pretty normal. Okay, that's good. So yeah. it, it sort of started to come about for you definitely around the Later, high school age. Is right. that usually when it comes up for most people? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think most people are diagnosed before they're two years old now. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. They have newborn screening tests in place now. Okay. So it's caught usually a lot earlier, which is great because yeah. then people can get the treatment that they need from right. square one. Right, know? right. So let's talk about that. After your diagnosis, what happened next? Like, what was the treatment, the proposed treatment? What did you start having to do on a daily basis? Uh, Well, first I was referred over to Shans to their adult CF clinic because there's only a few places that you can go where people actually know how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Um, And they started to introduce me to the things that would become daily life. Mm -hmm. 
So there's nebulized medications Mm -hmm. that you can do, and there's a therapy vest Mm -hmm. that I wear, which kind of looks like a life jacket. You just strap it on, it fills up with air, and then it starts kind of vibrating and doing all this different percussion to help kind of move your airways, which otherwise cannot get stuff out. Right. It sort of stimulates them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I started incorporating all of that. Um, and then I started over the years, this, this was a journey for me. So, um, still figuring it out. Yeah. But, um, I started to be more serious about exercising, Mm -hmm. picking up running yoga Mm -hmm. and nutrition as well. Okay. So even from a nutritional and like a holistic standpoint, you, you're kind of incorporating everything. Yes. Okay. Trying. (laughs) And have you noticed a relief by doing those things? Definitely. Great. Yes. Okay. And running. Gosh, you know what? (laughs) I swear of all exercise, of all exercise, I envy runners because it's the one thing I hate to do. You know, I don't love it. I know. (laughs) But you know what? It's amazing that you do it. You're like an inspiration, you know, to me really, because I I feel like, like I should probably do that. I don't think I'll ever be like a long distance runner or anything, but. But the fact that you do it, I mean, you know, it's definitely a testament. And do you do a lot of yoga? Yes. Do you find that the breathing techniques in yoga are helpful? It definitely does. And it, had, it helped strengthen my lungs to a point where I could run better. That's amazing. So yes. that's a good tip for people to kind of keep in mind, especially if you're an adult or even a, a, a teen or a young child, that maybe some yoga practices and some breathing yeah. can be really helpful. Uh, now, I know you use some of the essential oils too. I do. Um, is there anything that you do, like if you're feeling sick, uh, do you do any kind of chest rubs or do you have to then introduce more medication like if you come down with a cold or a virus I try it all okay yeah I do whatever will help me and if it gets bad enough then I have to go to the medication okay but yeah I use the diffusers mm-hmm. I do make humidifiers the oh mm-hmm. good good okay that's good yeah I mean I think I think when you have a diagnosis I, I always try to encourage people to you know, incorporate all avenues like East meets West. Um, right. I totally believe in modern medicine, but I totally believe in holistics as well. And I think when you can find a happy medium, you can really Absolutely, kind of go yeah. far. So do you ever get to the point where you need hospitalization or anything like that? I have been hospitalized twice and it's been about eight years now, eight or nine years mm-hmm. since I was. Okay. Um, cause occasionally I will have to go in for IVs mm-hmm. and they'll put like a pick line in so I can continue medication at home. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, those kind of scared me and yeah. I really tried to do everything to not have to do that. Yeah. So was it um, a situation like, where you got sick and then it just got worse? Yes. Okay. So yeah, it, it, it wasn't abrupt. You caught something and right. it got, and okay. I didn't used to take care of myself like I do now. Okay. Yeah. So you're more aware now. Yes. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I can't go out and party every night and think that, you know, things Listen, are going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> when those babies come, those, you'll be glad that you're not going out and partying. Yeah. Good thing I'm done with that chapter. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know what? We all kind of have to get it out, but I, and sometimes I think that like for me, and I'm not comparing my migraines obviously to cystic fibrosis, but I can tell you that, you know, I was at, like doing probably more drinking than I should have been at a point in my life when I probably shouldn't have been. And I sometimes say my migraines probably saved me from becoming an alcoholic because every time I would drink, especially too much, it would trigger my migraines. And then it's like the hangover plus the migraine and, you know, whatever. So I think think sometimes 
things happen and it, it gives us a new awareness, you know? And so for you, especially with the running and the yoga and everything that you're, you know, you've introduced into your life, ultimately you're turning your lifestyle healthier. Exactly. You know, um, even in lieu of having a permanent diagnosis because cystic fibrosis is not something that goes away. Correct. There is no, no cure. It's, it's progressive. Okay. Yeah. It continues to progress. Worsen, right? Okay. Now talk to me about, you know, you're pregnant with these twins and uh, I really wanted you to also um, talk about the foundation that you're a part of the charitable organization. So tell me about, you know, your, your passion for that or who introduced you to the charity, what got you going with that to sort of spread awareness and how it's kind of affecting you now that you're, you're pregnant and, you know, you want to be cognizant of the fact that you're carrying these two babies and, you know, Absolutely. and still trying to function. Yes. Um, my first introduction to any kind, <clears throat> excuse me, there you're it goes. Totally fine. <laughs> Um, to any kind of charity with cystic fibrosis um, was through probably the main one that does the most work, which is the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time that I was diagnosed, um, and shortly thereafter, my mom was living in North Carolina, and she decided to volunteer for them and start becoming a part of their fundraising mm-hmm. and things up there. Um, and then uh, my best friend decided she wanted to start it down here. Okay. Thank God for best friends. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think it was just a way for them. They kind of felt helpless probably that seeing me go through this and knowing there is no cure, but Mm -hmm. what can we do? Mm -hmm. Um, So we started participating in their Great Strides walks. Mm -hmm. um, We've done that seven years in a row. That's amazing. Yeah. This will be our eighth time. Okay. (laughs) And this time you'll be doing it pregnant. (laughs) crazy. <laughs> Does that kind of change it for you a little bit? Like, do you feel like you're, you're walking for even more now than just yourself? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was always, it was never really comfortable for me mm-hmm. to be doing it for myself. Yeah. I didn't really want to be attached or yeah. have, have attention for something. Yeah. You know, like I a, know what you're saying. Right. Um, but yet it is important being a rare disease that if people, you know, close to it, don't take action. How is it going to be spread awareness? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I became more comfortable thinking of that and thinking of not just me, but all the other people affected and the fact that the, now that people are living longer, um, they can have more normal lives, but still about half of the CF population are kids. Mm-hmm. So that's just a rough thought for me to think about and yeah. having to go know that they are going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way and, for your husband to be tested to see if he carries the gene? Yes. And we actually went through that a few years ago. Okay. And he does not. Oh, good. Yes. So, so that's be, good. Uh, very good. Very, yeah, hopeful. Um, so that was, I wanted to know that before I even started thinking about it at all. Okay. It so that could have been a game, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have been a game changer for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't. So even knowing that he wasn't, it still took me a few years to to decide which mm-hmm. path in life we wanted to go. Cause yeah. he was always okay with, you know, whatever I was going through. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't have them, mm-hmm. it was fine. We would go another direction in life. Yeah. And, but listen, I mean, <laughs> not, I feel like some people feel like we have to have kids, but it's okay. You know, if you don't want to, and if you do, it's cool too. Right. You know? So yeah, I mean, you can I feel do like amazing things either yes, way, no matter what. And I feel like, You've, you know, experienced so many things in your life and everything, and 
if you made that decision, especially for you, it was obviously a big decision, but I think it's incredible. I mean, I'm like, (laughs) this is our first time meeting and I'm so blown away by you. I'm so happy for you guys. I think it's amazing. And didn't your husband just start his own business? He actually went to join the family business. Cool. Yeah, his grandfather has had a nursery for a long time now. Okay. Here in New Summer and off a Pioneer Trail. That's um, awesome. You want to give nursery. it a little? Reeves Nursery. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love um, to plug small businesses, local <laughs> yeah. businesses. Yep. It's awesome. That's really cool. But yeah, they've got, not only does his grandfather work out there, but his dad, mm-hmm. his brother, his aunt, That's his amazing. uncle, they're all there. And maybe one day, the two little Reeves. Yes, the they will twins. definitely be out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are going to find out what you're having? We are next okay, month. Cool. So now what precautions do you have to take throughout your pregnancy, having the cystic fibrosis and being pregnant? Because before we started recording, we had talked about how pregnancy in general can cause a little sinus inflammation. So what are some of the things that they've been telling you? And Um, it's kind of funny because nobody's really told me anything. It's kind of rare for women with CF to have kids. It's becoming more common now that we're living longer, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't really anyone that I could go to and for advice Mm -hmm. other than maybe like community boards of women that have been through it. Yes. Um, But my doctors are not real Mm -hmm. keen on it. Okay. I'm trying to figure that out right now, actually. Okay. You know, this is why I have kind of a love-hate relationship with social media. And one of the reasons I love social media is because you can find these outlets, you know, right at your fingertips, which are amazing, especially given what you're going through right now, the fact that you can find people almost instantly to connect with and talk about their experiences to kind of help you go through the pregnancy, you know? Yes. And um, I've come to a point in the pregnancy where I've been pretty healthy so far. I think the last time I needed like a little tune-up with medication was December. Mm -hmm. And I probably got pregnant shortly thereafter. So I'm coming up on the crossroads where Mm -hmm. I have to figure out what can I do? Because I can feel it. You can probably hear it. I Mm -hmm. sound congested and I'm going to need something eventually. So I've been in contact with my doctors, but they're all just kind of... Like, oh, well, that one that we used to call you in is not really safe, so we need to coordinate with this person. Yeah. Yeah, So Mm -hmm. we'll see. There might be some new developments soon with what I have to do there, which is kind of scary, but yet I have to ultimately keep myself in check Mm -hmm. so that they can continue to grow and be healthy. Absolutely. And you know what? It's, It's amazing what we go through when we're pregnant and the things that we just didn't really think of before that you kind of really get to a point where you kind of have to hit the brakes and you're like, well, I can't do that, especially with regards to medication. And again, totally not comparing my migraines to your CF, but in the beginning of my pregnancy, I was so sick and it was like triggering my migraines constantly. And pre, um, some of the holistic stuff that I started doing for my migraines, you know, I would just take an Imitrex. And when you're pregnant, you can't just pop that pill. No, you you can't. And it's almost like super conflicting because you want to feel good, but then your mind is always wrapped around obviously what that you have a growing baby and Always. you know yeah. so for someone like you living with a chronic condition um you know to have to think about that on top of just everything else like okay don't eat the lunch meat don't do this you can't have sushi you can't it's like you know you already have all these extra things that you have to think about but you get through it and you seem so strong and so amazing and you're going to have these two beautiful babies and it's just going to be crazy. But this time of year, especially like with allergies and stuff like that, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it probably affects you differently, you know, than other people. 
Um, I mean, I wish I could like recommend something <laughs> to you, but I feel like you're gonna, um, you're, you're totally resourceful and you're going to be able to find, you know, the ways and everything, but you have a community of people who support you. What's your best friend's name? Sarah. Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, <laughs> for, for getting Lauren involved with the charity and everything. And, um, before we kind of wrap things up, I just want to again, mention the charity the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Okay. And they're probably the easiest way to get resources if you want to learn more about CF or join okay. a walk or donate mm-hmm. or anything. It's just mm-hmm. cff.org. Okay, cool. Easy enough to remember. And when is your next walk? April 14th. Okay. <laughs> it's coming up. So for anybody that wants to get involved with that, if you're local to the uh, Port Orange, Daytona area, um, is there a Facebook group? There's not. Okay. Um, what, what would you recommend if somebody wanted to get involved with your walk? You can actually contact me. Okay. The easiest way I can send you the link, or you can find it on cff.org. If you search, you can search local areas. Okay, and, and find it that way. Uh-huh, if and it'll come up that way. Look for a Great Strides event and put in you know, your zip code. Okay, you can perfect. Find it that way. And maybe if, you, if you're open to it, I can include like an email or something in the description sure, yeah. for this podcast. So if somebody wanted to you know, look it up or if anybody out there that's listening has been through a pregnancy with CF and wants to reach out to Lauren, we'll give you a little way in the episode description to be able to reach out and maybe yes, give her I would love that. some info. <laughs> so um, in closing, I just want to say thank you so much. It's such a pleasure meeting you. You are like truly an inspiration. I hope you know that. It's amazing Aww. what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible and I feel like it's so amazing that you're having twins and I feel like I'm so glad that you made the decision to go forward and become a mama welcome to the club thank you it's amazing what can happen if you just let the door open I guess that is right you know what that's the perfect way to to close this out so again thank you for coming on thank you for spreading awareness about CF and thanks for listening everybody thanks for having me